Morning Church. It's good to see you again on Sunday to worship the Lord together. And this morning, I'd like to share with you uh, a passage taken from Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 7. May I read to you again uh, scripture in uh, the ESV version. Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who had had a disciplined spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and let it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan born for 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. My dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning as we come together. Father, may you bless us with your words and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> my brother and sister in Christ, I wonder if any of you are having a regular workout schedule. Um, I, together with Ramon Paul, Kim, Kim Long, <laughs> a few brothers in Christ are having a badminton session every Wednesday, uh, Wednesday evening from 8 to 10. But this has been taken place for a couple of months already. Uh, besides of good exercise, it is also a very good fellowship. Very good fellowship. Our team, our team is a middle-aged group of people. Uh, that means it's like uh, 35 years old and above. Lah, uh. Well, the, uh, uh, the, I think, the, I think, lah, I think lah, the oldest among our group uh, uh, is a 50 years old. Uh, if a 50 years old man, I think he's the oldest. Uh, maybe you know who he is. Uh, huh? We play badminton, we laugh, we chit chat. Our topics quite broad. Uh, we quite broad. But there's one, one particular which draw my attention. 
is a topic on uh, previous injury. Lah, huh? Previous injury. Many of us today who are experiencing knee pain, lah, shoulder pain, lah, low back pain, lah, pain here, pain there. Lah. In some extent, it was caused by previous injury. Well, I am one of them who is suffering with all these pains. Maybe you would ask, why not? Why not we attend to the injury immediately when it happened? I, I can't answer for everyone. But as for myself, when I was young, I always take it lightly. Uh, and I said, ah, minor injury, never mind. I just tends to ignore it. But when age is catching up, the minor injury in the past may cause our life miserable. From time to time, I'm having the problem of low back pain. Therefore, if we are sick or injured, should not, we should not delay or ignore it. We should deal with it immediately. We must love our body. Huh? We must love our body and have mercy on it because it is a gift from Heavenly Father and we should not take it lightly. My dear brother and sister today, uh, today the passage taken from uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 17. It is about sickness and healing. In the passage, Luke recorded it was on one of the Sabbath, and the Lord is teaching in the synagogue. There was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years among the crowd. The woman was in a posture of bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When the Lord saw her, immediately he called, called her over and said to her, Woman, you are afraid from your disability. After saying that, the Lord laid his hand on her. Immediately the woman was made straight and she glorified God. My dear brothers and sisters, I know how it feels when come to a condition that must walk in a bent posture. Because of my previous injury, I often hurt my back. Whenever I come across such situation, suddenly, the rhythm of life just has to slow down. Everything just has to slow down. You will feel so weak and helpless. And sometimes, the pain can be very, very severe that you can't even come down from bed. At a time, I will become very dependent and not the normal person I am. But thank God, through proper rest and treatment, I will be back normal in just a few days. But here in the passage, it says that the woman, due to the bonding of this disabling spirit, she had been in a bent over posture and cannot fully straighten herself for 18 years. I cannot imagine how miserable her life was in the past 18 years. But what amazed me was her faith in God can be so strong and firm. Even though she has been bonding by the disabling spirit for so long, yet she's still calm. She still went to the synagogue on Sabbath to worship God. But on the other hand, I cannot ask myself, why a woman with a such strong faith in God and a regular God worshipper can still bond 
by this disabling spirit and being suffered for 18 years. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, even though I do not have an answer, exact answer for that, and Luke also did not describe more on this, but I can surely tell you that the evil spirit can be very cunning. Satan's assistance not only can affect our physical health, but also bind our emotion greatly. In the other words, what really caused the woman's sickness was not really from a physical injury. It was a spiritual warfare. Maybe sometimes maybe something happened to her in the past, maybe like sins, maybe failure or disappointment, and the devil has been using all these things, all her weaknesses and shamefulness to accuse her. And because of all these accusers, the woman cannot fully straighten her body in front of people. He cannot stay tall and she cannot live a normal life. She should be as a daughter of Abraham. And due to this disabling spirit, the woman cannot live a life as a child of God. Stand tall in front of people. Jesus, our Lord, he was truly disturbed by what happening, by what happened to the woman. He cannot carry on with his teaching, but to attend to the poor lady immediately. In love and mercy, our Lord call her over and free her from the bondage for good. Jesus wanted to restore her life as a child of God. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus tells us that he is a good shepherd. He said the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But with his coming, the people may have life and have it abundantly. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, maybe we do not like the woman in the passage that were having a physical disability, but we might experiencing some, some form or spiritually or emotionally uh, disability. This might be due to the previous our history, due to sin, due to failure, disappointment in the past. And maybe sometimes it could be bad experiences we encountered many, many years ago. Or it may be some comments or criticism in the past that limited us to strive and break through. This reminds me, a youth in my home church, those days we used to have a choir in church. And this youth, he loves to sing. She loves to sing. She joined the choir and she sing every Sunday, uh, during the Sunday service. But after a while, I do not see her anymore. But she still come to church. She still come to church, but then she didn't uh, sing in the choir. So on one Sunday, I asked her why she stopped singing in the choir. She did not say anything. She just walked away. Then later, I found out from the mother, it seems that someone in the church has made fun of her, has made fun of her singing. That person commended her voice 
like a chick. She was heard and quit choir permanently. What a shame. This happened in church, church choir. On the other hand, I know there's another girl who also likes to sing. She also joined choir, but not my, my home church. Huh? So happened this girl, she also sing uh, like the youth in my home church. In some extent, her singing was worse compared to the youth in my home church. This girl, another girl, she always sings out of tune. Do you know what it means to out of tune? Uh, it's like C, you sing D, D, you sing E, or something like that. But today, this girl, she has grown out to be a lady and she is the choir instructor. She became the choir instructor of my son Moses' choir. How? Because she was encouraged. She was encouraged and she, been, she went abroad to persuade her degree in music, in singing. She sings so well today that you can't believe she used to sing out of tune in the past. Don't ask me who this, who, who this lady is, I won't tell you. But she sings so well. Today she stands tall and proud when she sings on the stage. Two ladies with the same passion do not sing well in the beginning. One ended up with success. But another one, nothing. Why? Why? I'm sure the answer is clear. Destructive commands heal, destroy, steal people's dreams away. The devil is very good in destroying people's life. In contrary, our Lord Jesus brings life. He freed us from all the lies and destructive commands that comes from the devil. Just like what he did to the woman in the passage, the woman was made straight and was freed. She glorified God immediately. Soon after, she was made straight. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the good news. This is the gospel that the church should always proclaim. The gospel of Christ is to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. But sometimes in church context, we may be hindered by some custom standards or values. It's just like the ruler of the synagogue in the past. Liu said he was indignant of what Jesus did. He said to the people, why on Sabbath? Why on Sabbath? There are six days in the week that this lady could seek for healing. He said it is not right for Jesus, a rabbi, a teacher of the law, to heal on Sabbath. Some more. It's a lady. It's a woman. What Jesus did that day was something unusual to the Jews. Healing a sick woman in the synagogue on Sabbath, it is outrageous and simply unacceptable among the Jews. 
Because healing a sick person is considered working. According to Moses' law, man shall not labor on the seventh day, the Sabbath. But why, Lord Jesus, healed a woman on Sabbath? Isn't Jesus not a Jew? Isn't Jesus not knowing the law? But why Jesus always has a tendency of breaking the law? Why like that one? Uh? He healed the sick on Sabbath. He ate with the sinners. He defends for the lady who committed adultery. Why Jesus always challenged the law? Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, may I invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 12, verse 3 to 8. Matthew recorded Jesus and his disciples went through a grain field on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain to eat. On Sabbath, the Pharisees saw it and challenged what the disciples did were not lawful. Then Jesus said to the Pharisees, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 3 to 8, Jesus said, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? And those who were with him, how David entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. <coughs> Well, have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath? Eat, useless. I tell you. He said something greater than the temple is here. It's here. Jesus is saying that he is here. It's greater than the temple. And if you don't know what this means, say, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You will not have condemned the guiltless, <coughs> for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I tell you, it is not the intention of Lord Jesus to break the laws. Never. <coughs> but in fact, He is the Lord of Sabbath. God desires mercy and love, but not sacrifice. The initial purpose of Sabbath is to let God's people to remember on Sabbath to remember that they were safe and free from the slavery in Egypt. God knows men are forgetful. Therefore, Sabbath is to let us remember how God has saved his people and let them out from Egypt. And what Jesus did to the woman on Sabbath was in fact to bring out the essence of the meaning of Sabbath. God is 100% back Jesus up on what he did on Sabbath. It was God's authority. Jesus cast out the disabling spirit from the poor woman. Hence, Jesus rebuked the ruler of the synagogue that what a hypocrite he is. When healing and freed the woman from the dribbling spirit on Sabbath is wrong, but untied ox or donkey from the manger and let them to water them is right, that is double standard. That is double standard. Say it is not the life of a woman more precious than ox and donkey. Sabbath day is a day to the Lord. 
It is a day to keep it holy. The essence of Sabbath is to connect to God. It is a day for God's people to worship Him. Temple or church building is a place for God's people to worship Him. But let us not constrain our God in a building or the burnt offering as what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 7. God's mercy and love surpass all man's custom and boundaries. I know a group of doctors and nurses. They're from Catholic Church. Once a month on Sunday, once a month on Sunday, one Sunday of a month, they will go to the migrants. They will go to the migrants. They will go to the, those refugees to offer medical care. They work six days a week in a secular world. And on Sunday, one particular Sunday, every month, they kept it for the Lord. Out of the four Sundays in the month, they take one Sunday worshipping the Lord in the migrant community. Are they not keeping Sabbath by not attending Sunday service in church? This group of doctors, Christian doctors, nurses, they worship the Lord among the deserted. They worshiping the Lord amongst those who are weak and poor. Did my dear friends, there is something greater than the temple or church building that is God's mercy and love. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this morning passage, there are two important messages for us to bring home. First, our Lord Jesus, He is a good shepherd. With His coming, the people may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus wants to restore the life of God's people. He comes to save us from the savory of sin. By doing so, He frees us from condemnations and lies from the devil one, from the evil. All these lies and condemnation make us small, make us weak. But Jesus will raise us when we are down. And our soul, when when we are weary, just like the song sang by Josh Groban. You know who Josh Groban is? I'm sure you will know who is Josh Groban. He said, our Lord raises up and stand on mountains and walk on stormy seas. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if you are down, if you are weary, please come to the Lord seek for his healing. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he sees us. He knows our suffering and challenges. And if we go to him in prayer, I'm sure, without any delay, without any delay, just a woman, just like the lady in the passage, we will be free. And the second is do not be Hypocrite. Do not be hypocrite. 
The essence of good news is to proclaim liberty to the captive, recovering the sight of the blind and to set the liberty those who are oppressed. All this proclamation will be meaningless if it is without accompanying with actions. Our Lord desires mercy and not burning offering. It is God's desire to see His people show mercy and love to the poor and needy. God's people should not be indifferent. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 13 says the Lord, Bring no more wind offerings, incense, in an abomination to me. No moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquities and solemn assembly. Let's learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppressions, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause, and this are God's desire. If we do good in seeking justice in all these things that we mentioned, we will rejoice in what we've done. But if we are not doing so, we are merely, we are merely a hypocrite and put shame to ourselves. Let us pray. Let us come to the Lord and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. To your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was in the world, he walked among us. He showed us the love and mercy. How we should love our neighbor, how we, as the children of God, to have mercy towards those who are poor and oppressed. Father, your love and mercy endures forever. Father, you love us. You came to save us and free us from the bondage and lies of the evil one. Father, as we live in our Lord Jesus Christ, let us live an abundant life in you. When we are strong and have an abundant life, we must not forget that it is entire your credit. Father, we pray that your Spirit help us to live a righteous love and mercy in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.